0: Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 96. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission that is to help as many interested people learn and improve at jazz piano by providing structured and organized jazz piano education. I'm your host as always, Brendan Lowe, and welcome to podcast episode 96, 4 More to 100. I'm feeling good today. It's sunny outside, and I'm eager to do this. I woke up super early this morning, get a lot of stuff done. I love waking up early. It gives me more time in the day. Um, I'm really excited these days because we got a lot happening at JPS. I know I probably say that a lot because I get excited a lot, but uh, we are redesigning um, the members area for JPS and some of the public pages as well, but we're really looking to create an interaction experience in Jazz Piano School for members and especially, uh, you know, not just courses, right? We want to have more interaction and feedback and analysis and stuff like that. So everyone, all the members can get, you know, as much out of it as possible and make as the most amount of progress as possible through different features, right? Um, for example, quizzes. Uh, A practice calendar log, which you can book practice sessions for yourself to hold yourself accountable. Um, Different ways to access the course, the practice materials, how you download those and kind of interact with that. So all of that is being redesigned. I'm really excited about that. And we're going to be releasing that before the end of the year. So that's going to be really fun, and uh, we're also going to be building a teacher portal, right, for uh, teachers who want to use the materials to assist with teaching their students. Um, and again, this is kind of my thought process, uh, like having, um, you know, not like Alfred's—that's a that's a funny example for beginner piano, but kind of similar to that, right? When we're teaching jazz piano for the teachers out there that may listen. You know, there's so many resources, right? And you can't really go to a person and say, hey, you know, buy this book, and then you got to buy this book. It's just all over the place, right? And it'd be nice to have a portal which you could sign your students up for and prescribe assignments, right? Or practice exercises and track their progress. You know, maybe have them upload a uh, recording so that you can hear that they did the work. You can give feedback, analysis, stuff like that. And it just makes everything that much simpler. So that's going to be uh, being built as well. And then another thing we got going on is uh, the JPS Lab. And that is going to be really, really fun. Because up until this point, I built the J- Jazz Piano School curriculum. And obviously, you can get more information on that by going to school.com forward slash look inside. And uh, that is a humongous curriculum. I mean, it's being used in schools and colleges and uh, homes, obviously. It's for it's for everyday people who want to move through jazz piano education in a structured and um, organized path, right? And so many of the members love that because it provides structure. It's not all over the place. You just go step by step, and it's 600 videos. It's built to take you from beginner all the way up to a point where you're advanced playing gigs in a club, you know, if you want, if that's your ambition. But... A lot of people, what I found, and for me, it's a struggle because the curriculum is, to me, like that's if you follow that thing, you're gonna you're gonna improve at jazz piano and, and reach your dreams. I mean, that's it. Y'all, you just need to go through that. But it's hard for people to understand that, and I get that. I mean, it's hard for me to understand certain things that I need to do, right? Nitty gritty details of of. You know, learning a skill, right? Practicing certain things. And all of us want that gold nugget. Like, I want the gold nugget in other areas that I'm trying to improve in, like learning a language. You know, I wish I could, you know, do it faster, do it better. And I think I need, we all think we know what we need. Right, and it's when a when a teacher tells us, "Oh, you know, you need to practice these small things." We're always like, "Yeah, I don't really need that." You know, I don't need this. Is what I need over here, right? (laughs) So it's hard for a teacher, you know, and especially in my position, to give you guys what you need because exactly what you need that I know you need is not necessarily what you want, and that's where the push and shove comes from jazz piano school. But I think I found a solution to that, and that's going to be the Jazz Piano School Lab, okay? Now, what the lab is, it's going to be mini, uh, you know, we're still marketing this and thinking about names, but it's going to be mini upgrade courses, mini upgrade levels, not even courses per se, but they're going to be, you know, eight to, you know, four to eight steps with videos. Obviously, there's going to be like eight to 10 videos in each, but these are going to be different you know, formulas for certain components, right? And just to give you kind of a little hint onto some of the things that you may get in there, they're they're gonna be all different sorts of things, right? The easiest way to create two-hand voicings, the four must-know reharm strategies, uh advanced reharm strategies to improve your playing, uh, Bebop boot camp, you know, all these lift, little tiny things that I know everyone wants to get a hold of. And there, I, I'm building all these outlines, and a lot of it is just, again, it's, it's the meat and potatoes of learning jazz piano, but focused on specific, specific subjects that I know everyone wants, right? So when you can go into all of these little different labs and for, uh, excuse me formulas in these mini courses, learn about this one topic really quick, and it'll give you the nuts and bolts to that. Right Now, the main curriculum is going to be separate from that, so if you just want to be a lab member, you could be a lab member. If you want the main course curriculum as well, you know that's going to be different. Now, again, ultimately, I would recommend having both because the main course curriculum is a step-by-step fashion, so it connects all the dots. As you move through the lab, ultimately, it's not connecting dots for you, it's just kind of giving you what you want right? What you want to learn about, but it's not giving you the overall picture, which is originally how I started. And I think it was a good idea now because I built the course as an overall jazz curriculum, which you can follow and that will connect all of the dots for you. It'll connect everything in the lab for you. So by going through both uh, simultaneously and kind of using bits and pieces, you're ultimately going to be able to optimize your jazz piano playing and reach whatever level you want to accomplish through that. So I think it's going to be Really, really amazing and helpful for a lot of people and just uh, kind of filling a need, right? Filling kind of the need of a lot of students, right? A lot of people don't don't have the time. They don't have the patience. Well, I shouldn't say time because you can spend five minutes a day on the curriculum and still make a lot of progress from it. But more of the patience and kind of discipline. Like once you get into the – I think the lab will be helpful for people who to get in the swing of things. Once they're kind of getting that habit going of practicing, learning things, then you can start to move through the curriculum or vice versa. If you start to move through the curriculum, maybe you kind of lose some motivation. You just kind of want a certain topic to focus on for a little bit. That's what the lab can be used for. So I talked a lot at the beginning of this episode. I'm really excited about a lot of that stuff. Obviously, in the future, we do have plans for an app. That takes a long time in preparation, but these are the things, the upcoming things we have. Again, if for more information about the courses, go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash look inside, or you can just go to jazzpianoschool.com our blog and podcast is there, and you can find all the podcast episodes. So, in this episode 96, we got four more to 100. I'm going to be going over uh, seven different rhythmic um, ideas for for improvisation and talking about the varying contrast that rhythmic ideas will provide to your soul, to your piano playing. I mean, everyone needs rhythms, right? Without rhythms, you essentially your your improv is going to die, and basically, it's not going to sound good because jazz is a, is a lot about uh, imp- man, I can't speak right now, is about rhythms, right? Dancing, everyone dance to old jazz and rhythm is so, so important. And so I'm gonna talk about that in this episode and how you can optimize. Now the practice exercise, again, obviously you can go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast 96, just like all the other ones and download the episodes. Uh, if you're a member, you can obviously get the podcast materials for this in your uh, the member's homepage, okay? So without further ado, let's dive right in. So the first rhythmic topic I'm gonna to be talking about is just quarter notes in space, okay? Utilizing quarter notes in space, right? So if I'm playing a blues, for example, uh, oftentimes people overlook a quarter note, right? So let's say I have a blues, I'm just gonna comp through it to get the feel for a little bit, One, uh, just you know, one chorus maybe. Here we go, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Right so if I'm soloing and let's say we play the blues and we get we get all the way around to my solo mm-hmm. Just a simple line using the blue scale like that, you know, with some space is very effective. And again, as we as I go through all these different steps, you're gonna to start to see it increase as well, right? It's gonna become more advanced. But just leaving that space, if you're a beginner or even if you're an advanced player looking for some ideas, utilizing space through quarter notes is an amazing way to start. Now, even for me, that was kind of difficult, right? I had to restrain myself leave space, use quarter notes. You can play quarter notes on upbeats, right? There's no problem with that. You don't have to play quarter notes on downbeats. And uh, it's challenging, right? It's challenging even to me because we're not, we're taking ourselves out of the realm of what we're used to and comfortable with. And essentially that is going to lead us to grow. Okay. Let me try it again one more time. One, two, three, four. Mm. I just created a motif there, right? So creating motifs with your chord notes, which I'll talk about later on, is amazing as well, okay? So space with chord notes is really, really effective. Eighth notes, all right? Let's talk about eighth notes. So in a, overall, adding rhythms into our playing, we want to think about drummers, right? What would a drummer do, right? So drummers probably, if you picture a drummer playing on their snare, eighth notes, right? Here's our tempo, one, two, three, four. Here's our eighth note, one, and two, and three, and four, right? Do you think they're going to just play eighth straight eighth notes on their drums, right, for a solo? da, 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 da. da. Absolutely not, right? No way they're going to. So we want to do the same thing with our playing, right? So we're not going to play... I mean, even when I do that, it doesn't even swing because it's just it's just all eighth notes. There's no rhythmic variety. There's no rhythmic content. And again, that's a prime example of how you can tell like it doesn't sound good just by playing straight eighth notes. You know, that's just not gonna sound good. So we need to spice it up, right? We need to do different things, right? And uh, that's done through leaving space and creating small ideas, right? And we can combine it with the quarter notes that we just used as well. All right, here we go. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Now, again, uh, I started going off a little bit. I started getting into it a little bit more, started feeling it. But, again, simple, simple ideas, right? One, two, three, four. You know, very, very simple stuff, and that's swing You know, if you have a band driving behind you and I'm playing that, a lot of times that's that's what you're doing to create, you know, the the energy and the atmosphere from your solo. It's how you develop your solo, right? Through use of just quarter notes, eighth notes. Now, when we start to expand even more, okay, a lot of people can get to this point, quarter notes and eighth notes with some rest and space and things like that. But that's where it stops, right? You can't stop there. You gotta continue to add rhythmic variation. Now the next step, triplets. Triplets is the most you know, is arguably the most swinging rhythm in jazz. Right? Triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it. You know, ba da 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 because out of that comes swing. Out of the triplet comes swing. One and two and three and four and triple let triple let triple let triple let triple let tri- right. So triplets are amazing, right? just like that so so <laughs> I say that because it's like oh just like that right you're an idiot Brennan it's not just like that I understand it's difficult right but you have to think about it in terms of you know rhythmic variety right and no matter what your skills are right keep it simple okay I'll demonstrate again but keep it simple with simple with triplets and just the blue scale okay one two three four. All Right, some eighth notes so there you go so just a simple simple thing and again through the combined use of motifs it's going to sound even better now triplets okay so we have got we got quarter notes eighth notes and triplets this is all very of course brendan you know i we i use those all the time you know again a lot of it depends on note variation i understand that but again it doesn't it you don't it doesn't have to be all over the piano 16th notes all right at 16th notes what we're using for 16th notes are a variety of different things trills right 1e into 2 right 1e into 2e into 3e into 4e in. I'm, I'm adding a little bit on there by accident sorry back to the triplets So, triplets are a great, uh, excuse me, 16th notes, trills for stuff like that are a great thing. Also, falls, right? One EN to two EN. That's a 16th note. Back into your triplets. So, the, the constant variety of using all these different rhythms are is really going to just bring up the level and entertainment level and just a uh, feeling of swing and jazz in your playing okay so here's some of the 16th note uh, fall ins or lead ins <laughs> triplets right 16th note, right? Okay, so again that was a demonstration of a 16th note motif combined with some triplets combined with 8th notes and obviously some space and motifs and again how you can see in the demonstration that the combination of everything is really what Puts it all together, right? It's what brings. It's the glue, like the rhythmic glue of all these different rhythms, is what you need to work on, and it it can't just be triplets for four measures, eighth notes. It's got to be all within your playing, okay? And again, through in the practice materials, you can get exercises to start incorporating these, combining these, and integrating them into your playing, okay? So, we worked on uh, quarter notes, eighth notes, triplets, 16th notes. Now, I'm not going to get into more diff- uh, more rhythms. Uh, quarter note triplets is a great one to use. And uh, I-, I will talk about that for one second. Quarter note triplets is great, right? Wynton Kelly does this a lot um, to swing. Herbie does this uh, a lot in some of his older albums. And it helps. It kind of... S- it- I don't know what it is, but there's something about the chord note triplet that just makes it feel like it's swinging harder, right? So if we have one, two, three, four, the chord note triplet is going to be, let me see, one, two. I got to clap this out at the same time. I can't speak it. One, two, three, four. Dot, 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 dot. Right there's our chord note triplet. And essentially, it's three notes against the two in our beat, right? One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And again, if you don't know that, you can kind of work on that with the practice materials. But if I add that into my playing, the chord note triplet. Right? Right? <laughs> dot, 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 dot. So there's our rhythm. Again, this is going to be for more advanced players. You hear Wint Kelly and Herbie do this all the time, and it, and it swings like crazy when they do this. It's awesome, right? Uh, let me see. So I kind of went off on the quarter note triplet demo a lot on the end there. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, right? Quarter note triplet. So adding those in plus all the other stuff, plus some of the trills, added some octaves in. Again, the the demonstration of the purpose of this podcast, so you can see it's that the combination of everything is really what's going to uplift your improv and give you that. You know that pop—it's the pop to your playing that makes it feel good, right? And again, if I play, that was very simple, but due—excuse me—due to the rhythms, da 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 da, da, da that chord note triplet, one and two and three and four and, right? The space and what I'm playing—it's driving right it helps the music drive whereas if i was just and i was playing one note with a couple of notes around it right the a flat if i were to play like that's you don't remember anything from that right so the, this brings me to the next thing uh, motifs right you want to create a story you want to create a storyline around your playing okay through that storyline, you're going you're gonna, to, you know, be telling and expressing, uh, you know, your personal, I don't know, your personal story, right? You're going to be saying something. Whereas just playing eighth notes, what do we remember? Like, I don't even remember just playing eighth notes what I played. You know, it's just a bunch of random notes. They don't mean anything, right? The notes only have meaning unless you give it meaning. And that's what it's going to happen through motifs, okay? And we can create motifs using, what is a motif? It's just a, a pattern or an idea, right, that you develop, okay? So it's kind of a repetitive pattern or idea. And in this case, it's going to be used with rhythms. So we can use all the other variation variations of rhythms that we just uh, used to create a motif. Here we go. one, two, three, four. So there's my motif, right? I just made it about <laughs> up. I can't talk and play at the same time. Sorry. There's my new motif, right? It doesn't have to be the same notes, it can be anything. A story and that allows me to develop. I mean, I could play a hundred choruses using motifs, right? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like running out of ideas. I just take one idea, I change it a little bit, develop it, and then I move it into the next idea. And we can have hundreds of ideas and play that one idea for a full chorus, okay? Call and response is kind of similar to what I was doing. This is going to be number seven. Uh, I said seven, there's actually going to be eight. So if we do an idea here. So we're kind of calling response now. Again, that, that can be melodically, but in this case, uh, I was focused more on the rhythms, right? We could do... So again, it's kind of melodic, but again, I am using one note. So the melodies isn't, isn't too much of my concern. I'm more focused on rhythms. Okay. The last thing is texture. Now, if we have, we need to vary this up. So we're getting lots of different textures, right? And we can play, you want to think about rhythms as textures now and not like space versus no space is a texture, right? So uh, a lot of times um, this one soul, I can't remember what it is. Uh, I think it's a Monk Tune went and plays at the Live at the Village Vanguard, but he comes out playing lots of notes, and you can't really hear any of the notes because he's playing so fast, right? So again, this is about a texture, right? He's setting up a texture to come out of that, and when he stops playing all these notes, it's like, oh, you know, and then he leads in with this a strong, solid, confident line, right? You know, or whatever it is, you know, so think about stuff as a texture rather than, you know, oh, I'm playing a lot of notes and the same thing goes for space, right? You can think about less space as a texture, you know, so you want to create these different types of textures and again, a texture can be anything you can create like a that's a texture I just created more of a palette. That's another texture. Right. So all these you can create all these different types of textures through the different types of rhythms. So think about your rhythms combined with textures and that will give you just like so much to work with to increase your solo in, in, you know, really kind of open up what you're used to playing, kind of develop your solo and really give it some good rhythmic swing and variation. So again, space with chord notes, the first three are pretty self explanatory. Uh, eighth notes, right? Think about the space with the eighth notes. All of these you want to use motifs for. Triplets, right? Triplets are very, very important. Again, most people stop, remember, at quarter notes and eighth notes. Remember to get your triplets in. Sixteenth notes for trills and falls, Right? triplets, stuff like that. Motifs, always be using motifs. Your call and response is a really nice thing to do. And then textures, right? Create textures and focus on creating textures through the use of all your rhythms. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, Again, practice materials at jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast 96. And they're going to be exercises on how to help you implement the use of these, um, rhythms and combining them and how to combine them in an effective way. So this is uh, Brendan Lowe. Thank you guys so much for listening and happy practicing.